0: That was with you by Jeff Simpson. You're listening to Chin FM here on 106.9. Please excuse the noise from outside. There is cons- some construction work going on in the northern courtyard to improve the seating, so you just have to bear with us while that is underway. Myself and Kim are back in the studio, and the- we are joined by David Hadley, the senior lecturer in economics, who currently teaches Econo 101, a one two one, sorry, Econ 306. 326, Three, sorry, the handwriting's <laughs> a, bit, uh, a bit hard to read here, and ECON329. Uh, thank you so much, David, for coming in and agreeing to talk to us. Oh, my pleasure. And we will launch right into it. So the first question that we'd like to ask, um, given that you know some particular first-year students might be studying some of these units and might not entirely be aware of what, I guess, they're going to learn about, what exactly do you teach here at UNA? What do your units dive into?
1: Okay, well, first year I teach Econ121, which has the snappy title of Food Security and Environmental uh, Scarcity. Um, And essentially that unit is about agriculture and the environment. Um, Agriculture over the next few decades is going to face some huge challenges in terms of feeding you know, a population that's gonna reach 10 billion across the world by Mm. 2050. Um, But at the same time, we're realising that agriculture has huge impacts on the environment. So how are we gonna feed that huge population and reduce our impacts on the environment? So it's looking at those challenges those issues and the ways in which economics can tell us something useful about meeting those challenges, essentially.
0: There's certainly a lot that we could learn from such an important, I guess, uh Oh, it would be
1: the most important unit you ever did at university, so okay, there so there's an advert. Yeah, <laughs> <certain laughs> not hesitating to sell no. it there, are you? No, no, no.
0: That's pretty awesome.
1: Um, and in addition to that, I teach um, level three units in benefit cost analysis, which is not as boring as it sounds. That's good I'm to know. I'm afraid it. most economic subjects sound pretty boring, but Actually, they can be pretty interesting. I mean, benefit-cost analysis is pretty fundamental to making good decisions uh, at governmental level. So an understanding of it is a good thing to have, essentially.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: And I also teach Econ329, which is environmental economics, or environmental and natural resource economics. And, yeah, well, I suppose Econ329 is probably more important than Econ121, actually. Um, I do cover some environmental economics in Econ121, but Econ329 goes into a lot more detail. And yeah, we talk about real world problems like uh, you know, air pollution in cities, like climate change, you know, the things that are really having a big effect on people's lives. I was going to country.
0: say, certainly very uh, pressing issues in the present time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Given that we've just come out of the summer from hell, um, yeah. <laughs> quite literally, in a sense.
1: Yeah, and economists can say useful stuff about this as well. No, and you, of do course. do useful things. Yeah, so, certainly. Yeah. Economics gets a bad press. <laughs> okay, understandable. It does. Yeah. It is useful, and I don't think a lot of people really understand what it's all about so
0: quite likely not people would just see the name and think okay that's going to be boring as all hell yeah yeah exactly
1: Um, so what's one thing students in your units can do to get a better grade any tips for them to get a better grade uh, the one thing you can do is kind of engage well engage with the content of the unit Um, this year I'm not going to do straight lectures in Econ 121 all the lectures are pre-recorded anyway and Students, I, I think it's much better for students if they, they can sit in their room and watch the recordings. They can replay stuff if they don't understand it. And then I'm going to use the on-campus sessions as just to go through the kind of key concepts and answer people's questions about things and try and discuss things. So many of uh, conventional lectures are tedious because there's no interaction. It's no, 100%. just an no an academic discussion. standing there spouting. Yeah. And it shouldn't really university education shouldn't really be like that. It's about getting people to think, not filling them with facts. Yeah. You know, we have to get across some theory, but it's how you use that theory, how you understand it and how you apply it to the real world that's important. Absolutely. So I'm going to try and go down that route this year. I don't know how successful it's going to be because first years are notoriously quiet and timid.
0: Such is the nature, I guess, <laughs> ever, like, of being a first year. But no, I, yeah. I think it'll certainly. I think it'll get a lot of engagement and certainly peak a lot of interest to first years, given that um, most other units across the university would be very much in this um, scheme of lecture, tutorial, lecture, tutorial on a week-to-week basis. So anything new, I think, will only be a, a benefit to university
1: as yeah. a whole i mean it really depends on how i can kind of move it along and in some ways lecturing is entertainment to a certain extent or no, at least yep. it's trying to keep <laughs> the people in the lecture theater engaged and that can be a really tough thing to do it's
0: gonna sometimes. say you're very much a ringmaster aren't you <laughs> well
1: <laughs> i try but it's sometimes very very difficult.
0: Of course, also. of course, and certainly given you know certainly given um, the particular week or the particular day, things can uh, vary oh, yeah, students' attitudes. yeah, what's
1: been going on in the colleges the night before and oh, yeah. so on. Yeah, yeah, Monday
0: mornings would be notoriously <laughs> painful too. <laughs> yeah,
1: or if I've been up most of the night marking or something, I'm not really very or at sparkly. the colleges. Yeah, of <laughs> yeah. course. <laughs> yeah.
0: So um, I guess the next question is going to be again related to the units that you're currently teaching, especially Econ 121, the um, first year unit. What do you think um, you wish you knew when you were starting out at university? What's something that you would like to tell first years that you would have liked to have known when you first became a uni student? Um,
1: uh, that's a difficult question for me to answer. I didn't go to university until I was 30. Um, Late bloomer. Yeah, well, uh, when, I was, when I left school, I was gonna be a rock star. so nothing really mattered anyway. Of course, okay, I <laughs> yeah. understand um, that. And then I spent lots of years doing really boring jobs and just got so fed up with it that I decided to go back into education. So mature students have a very different perspective, I think, to people who are coming from school, directly from school. I mean, as a mature student, I knew what I wanted to do. And surprisingly I ended up doing agricultural economics which is a bizarre thing to say but I was interested in development and I thought doing a course like that would give me lots of practical skills and give me answers because I didn't quite understand why some countries were a lot poorer than other countries Um, but by the end of my undergraduate course I kind of realized that I've just ended up with more questions than answers of course And one thing to realize about university education is that you're not gonna end up with all of the answers. We're not, as academics, like I said, standing there presenting facts to you. We're really, like I said, trying to make you think and to become a critical thinker. And that is becoming more more important at the present time because we're surrounded by so much information Mm. and a lot of that information is just pure rubbish as well so trying to filter out what's useful from what is not useful is a really important skill to learn so i suppose i would say just be really open and importantly don't take what your lecturers say as being the ultimate truth and question them and discuss I mean I get things wrong and I kind of enjoy it when people pull me up in lectures when students pull me up in lectures it can be embarrassing but it pulls me out of my complacency as well so you know question discuss don't just treat it as getting a qualification essentially because you know you can get a qualification anywhere in Easy or hard ways. It's not the end point; it's the process that's important.
0: One hundred percent. I think that's something that a lot of people could keep in mind, especially those that are coming to university for the very first time. Yeah. And it's certainly um, uh, it would be a <laughs> Don't be afraid to call out your lectures if they do get something wrong. It's um, hope uh, it <laughs> it's no good um taking something away if it's going to be factually inaccurate. That exactly.
1: Would be. And sometimes in lectures, I get confused and I end up explaining things in the wrong way. So, yeah, we do make mistakes. Of course. Hopefully not often. Hopefully not very many either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is there anything you're passionate about at the moment? Could be your own research or just something in general? Passionate about? um, Well, like I said, when I was younger, I was gonna be a rock star, used to play (laughs) bass guitar. Awesome. Um, When I was a student, I had to sell my beautiful bass guitar. Cause oh. I was completely broke and I haven't touched it for decades so. A man of respect for a bass guitar <laughs> I just a couple of years ago I picked up another one and I'm trying to learn properly because when I was younger I just learned by ear and playing along the records and I don't have any musical theory so I'm trying to learn some theory and actually play properly if you
0: like that's um, really good fun. Yeah. So, just um, a little uh, light-hearted question for um, particular uh, people who might themselves be dreaming of becoming rock stars one day. Do you have a favourite song?
1: <laughs> a favourite song. I have. Our uh, favourite songs change all the time. I listen to a lot of music. Um, and I had to think about this before I came because, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, my favourite song at the moment is uh, by a guy called Michael Kiwanuka. Um, and. It's first track of his new album, and it's called You Ain't the Problem.
0: Okay, there you go. That's a little something for, um, I guess, for our future our f- fellow music lovers to keep in mind. <laughs> <laughs> hmm.
1: Do you have a favorite dream research location, if you could do any research? Um, well, I can do research anywhere because but most of my research is kind of based on data and most of the data I don't collect myself so I spend most of my time sitting in front, front of a screen you know, coding or looking at this data and seeing what I can get out of it. So I could do research anywhere as long as there's an internet connection and I've got a machine that I could power up somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, somewhere remote, at the top of a mountain that would be cool. Nah, you'd be certainly isolated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's certainly a good thing. So I guess as a university lecturers unit coordinator, what do you think the best thing about your job is?
1: Um, being an academic is a pretty privileged kind of job, actually, because you get an awful lot of freedom. You're very much in charge of your own career, if you like. You know, it's based on being a good teacher, but it's also based on doing good research. So, like I said, you get lots of freedom. I might work late some nights, but that means that, you know, I don't necessarily have to be in the office at 9 o'clock in the next morning or whatever. Um, And on top of that, I do stuff that I'm interested in. And there aren't many jobs where you're constantly, you know, doing interesting work. Absolutely. Um, Plus, you get to meet loads of nice people, you know, colleagues, students it's yeah
0: hopefully about 95% of those are nice ones (laughs) definitely (laughs) that's always a plus (laughs) so I guess I'm just staying on the theme of an economics lecture as a unit coordinator what do you think there's something that everybody thinks about economics that is completely factually inaccurate that is just completely misguided
1: well I think when most people think about economics if they haven't studied it even some people who studied it actually they tend to think of it as being to do with finance and to do with accounting, essentially. And it's not at all. It's about... It's looking at about how humans make decisions about things, yeah. essentially. Um, so it's based in psychology. It's, that psychology is kind of hidden behind lots of mathematics, unfortunately. But it is about humans and the choices they make.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And you can't get a much more fundamentally important subject than that, really. So that's what I would try and put across to students, that it is an interesting thing to study and it can tell you some really useful things about the world. Cool.
0: Yeah, I think that's certainly uh, again for people that might you know have thought of economics or something like that. It's good yeah. for them to, I guess, get an updated version of what they <laughs> what they should be thinking that it's about. Yeah. So again, uh, just a personal question for you now. Um, as a unit coordinator, if you were to stu- if you were to go back to university and say go for a PhD, what do you think your topic of study would be, and what would you like your future research to be in?
1: Um. Well, my kind of passion research-wise is in terms of environmental issues. Mm. So that would be the direction I'd always go in. Um, a specific topic at the moment? Um, I'm not sure, to be perfectly honest. There's That's some fine. things that I'm working on at the moment. Um, not actually environmental related but looking at um, productivity of agriculture in sub saharan Africa mm, okay so trying to look at the drivers of that um, that productivity has increased in recent years so trying to figure out what factors are actually driving that increase in productivity and part of it is coming down to IT mobile phones and so on so increased communication increase access to information for smallholder farmers so. Those kind of things.
0: It is certainly um, the increased rise of technology, especially over the last decade, has really, it's changed, I think, the way that people learn. It certainly changed the way that, uh, for example, subjects are taught in schools, primary school and high school now have got such a large um, involvement with technology in schools, certainly more so than ever before. And I think that can translate to future learning as well. U- tertiary study in university or even study beyond that, it's certainly going to have more and more, a uh, more and more base of technological support than ever before which i think is in some ways a good thing and also a bad thing depending on your perspective of course
1: yeah there. are yeah there are always good uh, impacts and bad impacts as well um i i suspect that most technology the good outweighs the bad yes but yeah there uh, there is a tendency for the trivial really to take over especially when, when it comes to use of mobile phones and so on. So, you know, most of us spend too much time looking at cats when we should be, you know, studying <laughs> the subjects where we've no, signed up for a not. university and so on. But, yeah, it's finding the balance that's... Of uh, course.
0: Do you think that um, an increased use of technology has made it easier for people working in an economic field?
1: Oh, definitely. I, I, you know, we can do things with data now that were impossible, you know, uh, 20 years ago, or even over a shorter period than that, in terms of computing power and the things, you know, the amount of data we can actually process and analyze, you know, in, with a PC, whereas we would have been using a, you know, a super cu- computer mm. 15, 20 years ago. So, yeah, it's a huge progress in those kind of fields. The important thing, though, is making sure you do something important and meaningful with that data rather than yeah just producing research for research sake of course but that's a, diff- a difficult road about uh, to tread as well in some ways
0: yeah of course it would be
1: mm.
0: so we're going to i guess now ask a bit more of a few light-hearted questions just so students yeah. can get a little bit <laughs> of uh, insight into the man behind the academic gown as it were so our first question is going to be what were uh, what do you nerd out on what's something that really gets your personal interest up
1: uh Another difficult question. Well, this is going to show my age, uh, but I nerd out on Bridge. I play Bridge. Okay. And Bridge has got this awful reputation, very middle class, only old people play. <laughs> and I'm afraid that's true to a certain extent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no, that's completely false. No, well, it's just true. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I belong to the Armadale Bridge Club, and we're we're going to, have to face a crisis in a few years because... Most of our clinic, most of the members are quite old. I see, and <laughs> there aren't many
0: new members joining. Um, well, there you go. If any students out there are <laughs> interested in bridge, we have an our Bridge Club for precisely any mature age students that might be starting
1: out. It's such a great game. It's a game of strategy, of skill, and also of luck as well. Yeah. So, if you like playing cards, it's a really good way to spend a few hours. If you're a bit nerdy there we go i'm at our it. bridge club <laughs> <laughs> um if you ever had the chance to go to mars would you of course yeah okay like <laughs>
0: love the enthusiasm
1: <laughs> we usually get a yes or no so.
0: it's nice well, to have a bit of enthusiasm there yeah
1: yeah i mean if yeah who wouldn't you know my kids grown up um yeah, why, why wouldn't you take that opportunity?
0: You'd get a bit yeah. of peace and quiet when you're up there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Long travel. That would be a plus. <laughs> so um, what do you think your favourite time of day would be?
1: Uh, it's first thing in the morning, okay. where, if I can
0: get myself out of bed. But
1: first thing in the morning, uh, I live out of, outside of town. Uh, the house faces east. Oh, um, I see. Across the valley. So sunset's glorious. It's
0: quiet. It's beautiful. I must yeah, say, getting myself out of bed is the hardest thing I have to do over the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I am very much not a morning person. So, um, I guess we'll move on again. Do you, as an academic, uh, as an academic and an economics uh, unit coordinator, and someone with an interest in economics, is do you have any sort of social media presence? Is there somewhere people can find you on social media if they want to learn more about this particular subject?
1: Uh, absolutely nothing. Okay, no, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Twitter. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm a real Luddite when it comes to social media, I'm afraid. I there's too much noise in the world as it is.
0: There's too much noise in the background. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, you know, I like to choose where how I communicate with other people, what kind of news outlets I I refer to and so on. So no, I'm not on social media I'm afraid, but quite happy for people to contact me right through email or phone me or whatever all of the conventional ways of doing things
0: the conventional ways of contact rather than (laughs) the the new age ways, shall we say yeah Okay, well, um, we've had a lovely conversation with you. Thank you so much, David, for coming in. We oh, always appreciate pleasure. it. It's nice to have a variety of lecturers come in to chat about the subject. So it's wonderful to have an, ec- uh, an economics unit coordinator <laughs> come I'm sorry, I'm very tongue-tied today.
1: <laughs> oh, no problem. It's so. Yeah.
0: Kim and I will be back in a little while with another lecturer we are going to have at about 1.30 we'll be having Dr. Sophie Walters from RIT 101 but for now David again it is our absolute pleasure to have you, thank you so much all the best for the upcoming year given that you do teach multiple units and anyone who is going into economics who will be doing Econ 101 at 121 <laughs> either this trimester or the next hopefully now you feel a bit more at ease uh, studying under this particular lecturer. So we're going to play you out now with an environmentally related song given you environment- Environmental interest, this is Big Yellow Taxi by Counting Crows here on TuneFM 106.9, the home of student powered radio.